welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. I like your song ministrations. They are something else. And I like your air condition. Clap your hands unto the Lord. You are in a very good place. You are in a good church. I knew the founder of this ministry, Dr. Mensa Otabel, Pastor Mensa Otabel, before there was even the church. Yes. Before you were born, I was there. Yes. And um, I salute the overseer of this entire region. I called him to touch base and said, I'm in your area. Since you are the principality in the area, I'm seeking permission to enter the territory. And he said, oh, I'm with you, Kra. So, thank you, Reverend Dr. Kujo, Anthony Kujo. God bless you. You are in a very nice church. I like your uniform. I like the marching shoes. The only thing I don't like is the mask. But that one is not your making. And so we thank the Lord. And so let's share a word of prayer. Thank you again for your kind invitation all the time. Let's just share a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Your word declares that the entrance of your word gives light. And gives understanding to the simple. Let light come. Let revelation come. Let our eyes be open to see what you are showing us. Let our ears be opened to hear what you are telling us. And let our hearts conceive the things that you have given to us. So we can change. And so we can be converted. And so you can heal us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Christians. I like the sound of your instruments. It enters your body. It shakes your body. Oh, you can go this way. You can go this way. Thank you. What a blessing. Now I know our time is far spent. And even when somebody shouts, preach. Okay, he may be shouting it, but in his heart, he'll be saying, don't go too far. And so I don't intend to go too far, but I have here one of my best friends in life and ministry, Bishop David, as so many... Who 
who assists me in my church, but we date back as far as 1979. Yeah, 79, 80-ish, yes. Please be seated. And um, we've been friends from that time. We're actually next-door neighbors. We didn't know that one day we'll be in the same ministry. But God orchestrated everything and brought us together. So thank you everyone who is here. And for just a few minutes, um, okay, I want to uh, share something that I believe is important for your increase. God is going to increase you in 2022. If your amen was louder than your neighbor's, your increase will come faster. So, I want to talk on a very important subject I've decided to entitle The Victory Secret of Tithes. Yes. It's an important um, interjection in your beautiful flaming altars conference or convention or I don't know what to give but flaming altars and I, I believe that it is an important key and a secret that you must arm yourself with you know one day I was listening to the man with the largest single seating church in the world today um, I would say on a Sunday morning, he gathers probably the largest congregation, um, almost about 400,000 people in one service, at least that we know. Let me even say in Africa, that is David, Bishop David Oedipo. And um, one day I was listening to him and he said that prosperity is not a thing you work for. Nobody prospers on salary. Prosperity is a covenant, a covenant with God. You fulfill your part and God does the rest. You know, and it was so important to him that he said one day he was um, invited to a church and um, they sent um, protocol people to pick him up and in the car he was discussing with the guy uh, whether he pays tithe. And the guy said, oh, you know how life is. Sometimes he does, but sometimes too he doesn't. And he screamed, park the car. Park the car. He says, I cannot sit in the car of somebody who doesn't pay tithe. My life is at risk. It's at risk. Because you don't pay tithe, your life is in danger. And I cannot wedge myself with somebody whose life is in danger. They should bring somebody else who is a tithe payer to convey me to where I have to go. And um, the other day I was in Accra when I heard he was coming to Accra. So I decided to attend the program. And um, it was in another church which was not his own church. So he came and on that day, it, it was, I think it was in the morning, and he said he was going to give them the secret to his prosperity. And then he said, 
It is the secret of tithing. And when he said tithing, he's going to preach about tithing. I saw that the Christians who had gathered that morning were not excited. They were not happy. Yeah, they were not happy because it's like, ah, if we have bought a ticket for you, or we have even made you fly your own jet to come to Ghana, and you are going to preach to us for one hour or two hours, the topic is tithing. Who doesn't know about tithing in Ghana? Everybody knows tithing. And to so do do. We, we know. So why will you come all the way to come and teach us on tithing? And I was thinking to myself as I watched the people's reaction. You could see there were little amens as he talked. And they were not really, they were not into it. like we want a proper topic, not this type. Do you see? A deeper revelation than this one. We want a proper, I mean, tithing, pa. I mean, we've come all the way up. Where the other bonnie? And I was looking at the people and thinking to myself that, hey, you people are sitting here. This is the man with the largest church. Now in almost 70 years, he is building a 100,000 seater church. Like one, con- I don't know what, what your hall holds, but his hall is supposed to hold 100,000 people per service. And he's building it. It's like a modern skyscraper. Yes. When you see the prototype of what he's building, it's like a city. And he has come to tell you that he has prospered from this revelation tithing. He said, one day I was on a search looking for the secret of prosperity. I took Gloria Copeland book, Kenneth Copeland books, and I went to wait on God. He said, while I was waiting, I caught the secret. And I screamed, I can never be poor. I can never be poor. And from that day till date, he says, I have never known a better yesterday. I had to think about it to understand what he meant by a better yesterday. It's like, Today is better than yesterday. So, yes, there's no yesterday in his life that is better than today. So I've never known a better yesterday. And he's telling you the secret now. What the Why when you bum? It's like, why are you talking to us about tithing? I mean, if he wants a, a proper message, is this the message you will teach us all the way you have come? What does it mean? I mean, and the, I could see that they were not receiving it. And here is somebody who is telling us that he has bought his second or third year aircraft debt free. And he's telling you this is my secret. And then you, are, you have lifted your nose in the sky. <laughs> you who earn only 3,271. <laughs> you are driving a Tico. And the man is flying in his own jet when he's coming. He comes in his own jet to Ghana. Do you understand? And goes back on his own private jet. He doesn't check in. <laughs> you crap plane ticket, you have not bought some before. And you are making math, 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 math. You don't even have a Ghana card. 
And even if you have Ghana card, you have not successfully linked it with your phone number. <laughs> and neither have you linked it with your SNIT and your bank account. And you are, you are rather lifting your nose. Instead of humbly receiving, you see, because in the kingdom, there are many mysteries. Yes. Mysteries that bring you into greatness and enlargement. Mysteries that if you were to follow, you will never be the same again. Yes. Jesus taught the disciples about the mystery of faith. He said, if you have small of it, eh? You see, you may hear, oh, but we have heard about faith before, but you don't have faith. Because what he's saying about faith is that if you have a little of it, eh, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and it will happen as you are saying it. Have you done it before? So why are you saying you have faith? Because the mysteries of the kingdom, they make you into a star. Yes. They turn you into a glorious person. And that is what is going to happen to you if you obey what God is telling you. Are you listening to me? So let me just tell you, I say I'm preaching on the victory secret of tithes. Beautiful. Are you there still? Alright, so in my little book written by my bishop called the title is long but I will give it because one day you you get one it's on the internet even some of you don't buy books you just go on other uh, telegram and just ask a question who has this book and then they will download it for you for free <laughs> why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich You see, tithing is an important subject that we must open our hearts to receive. And if you get the revelation well, you will not know a better yesterday. Every day will be mountain higher and higher for you. If anybody believes it, you shout a big amen. In the Bible, the concept of tithing, God gives it. He calls the tithing is a tenth of what you have. A tenth, one over ten. And God is a mathematician. And some of you, your mass was not good. And so sometimes you kind of feel as though God doesn't know what one over ten means of what you have. And so you're, 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 you don't really pay one over ten. Some of us give a good offering. But it's not one over ten times what God has blessed you with. So the tenth of what you have is what is called the tithe. And one over ten is a particular calculation. That means if you earn 273,730 eh, uh, Ghana, when I said 273,000, somebody said, hey, <laughs> it's like, what? Is there anybody who earns that? No problem. It means one over 10 of that 2,730 
Ghana cities. It will be 273 by removing one zero. And not 200. So when you give 200, that's not a tithe. This is flaming altars. And if you earn 25,780 Ghana cities, which some people earn, your tithe is not 2,000 cities. Your tithe is 2,580 or 70 and 80. Yes. Whichever figure I mentioned. Or you don't get the message. So God calls it a tithe. Okay? Another way they refer to what is the tithe is something that is called the first fruits. Yes. Or firstlings. You see that in the Bible. And then you can also see that there it's referred in the Bible. Don't worry, I'll give you some verses. Some of you who think that I've not looked in the Bible. You don't have to worry. More verses will come than you can write. There are tithes, which is also tithing, is also referred to as something that is called um, something that is holy unto the Lord or something that is consecrated unto the Lord. Because the God instituted the tithing to make you see that something belongs to him and what belongs to him must be given to him. Okay, Leviticus 27, <laughs> verse 30. Are you there or you've gone home? Yeah. Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. He says, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. The tithe is holy money. And anyone who misuses it is misusing a holy thing. I said the tithe is what? Holy. holy unto the Lord. I'll give you a good example. Turn with me to um, Joshua. Joshua, okay. Thank you. I hear you. Those of you who came from America. Joshua chapter 7. In this passage, we will learn a very serious thing about the holiness or the consecrated thing that is to the Lord. Israel are God's people and were God's people. And when they left Egypt, the Bible says that he took them to the promised land. And the first city they had to occupy was Jericho. And when they conquered Jericho, if you remember, you go around the wall seven times. Jericho was walled. You go around seven times and then uh, once every day for six days. And then on the seventh day, you do what? You go around, they go around it seven times. And then after seven, the seventh time, they do what? They shout. And what will happen? The walls will come down. And then God told them, go in and now possess the land. Take everything, kill everything that is there, but preserve the silver, preserve the gold. Let me just read it to you because some of you 
will be saying that I don't read the Bible when I'm preaching. Okay. All right. Let's look at um, Joshua 6, where he gave that instruction. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew, verse 16, with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it. And all that are therein to the Lord, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that were sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed when you take the accursed thing and make the camp of, the, of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So God was explaining that when you take the land, Normally, when you, you take the spoils of war, when you win a battle, you are supposed to take all the gold that belongs to your enemy as spoils of war, as your earnings for that battle. And God was saying that this is the first city. This is the first land you are going to occupy. You will occupy several others. You will earn more silver and more gold. But when you come to this city, don't touch anything there. It is mine. It's holy unto me. It's consecrated unto me. And so when you touch it, you are touching something that is cursed. It's not cursed to the Lord. It's for him. But it is a curse to the person who is touching the thing that belongs to the Lord. Are you there still? There are some, some Christians must change today because you have been touching their cursed thing. Yes. So in chapter 7, they went to the second city, which was Ai. It's the shortest name city in the Bible. I or Ai. You see artificial intelligence, but here is Ai. <laughs> I. When they went to fight, it was a small town. And Joshua said, don't take a lot of people. Just 2,000, 3,000 people, and then you take the land because it's not big. You'll be wasting resources. So they took 2,000, 3,000 people, and then they beat them. The eye people hit them well, 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 well. <laughs> and they ran away. And Joshua was sad that, ah, how can Israel be running away from battle? So he went to God and asked God that, ah, well, what has happened? Because why can't Israel run away from their enemies? And when the other nations hear what will become of your name, just your great name that you have, that the people that you have led, no, they run from battle. And God told him that it is because the people have touched their cursed thing. Somebody has eaten the tithe. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Israel has sinned, verse 11, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it even among their staff. What belongs to God, you have added it to your staff. Yes. The, the, you see, in Leviticus 27, 30, he says, 
all the tithe. Leviticus 27, 30. Everybody read with me. He says, all, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And the thing that is holy unto the Lord, consecrated, dedicated to God, that set aside and set apart, is holy. Holy means special. It belongs to God. It's special to God. You have added it to your things. So some of you have some of God's tithe. It's in your purse. It's in your wallet. And you use it at restaurants. Some of you are wearing God's tithe on your head. You are stepping on his tithe. You have used it to buy a shoe. Because you didn't have a blue shoe. And they were asking for blue shoe in the choir. And you used the tithe. Which has been hallowed. Sanctified. Consecrated. Holy unto the Lord. You have used it to buy shoe. To come and sing in the church. Say God's staff is in your staff. Yes. Some of you the dress you are wearing. Is the tithe that belongs to God that you are wearing. Somebody is watching me on Facebook right now and you are hearing what I'm saying because you have not been paying tithe. And the money that is, you see, when you earn anything, let me explain. God owns you. Yes. He owns the whole world. He created all of us. Yes. And he has a right to have what he has created used to serve him. And to do his will. So when you work. He gives you strength. He gives you breath. Go to Kolebu and see people struggling for breath. As you are breathing freely. Through your mask. And you are still happy. Some people without mask. They can't breathe. Without oxygen on their noses. They cannot breathe. You without oxygen. But you have covered your nose. You are still breathing. It is God who gave you that breath. Yes. When you can stand on your two feet, like when you sit down and you get up, your legs are supporting you. It is the mercy of God. Go to Kolebu and see how people cannot stand. People are holding them. Yes. When you eat, you swallow, it goes down. It's the mercy of God. Now, you have left what he has blessed you with. And you have also decided that I will not acknowledge that it is the Lord who has blessed me. And whatever I have is as if my own power got me this wealth, got me. And some people, you see your attitude. I've gone to work, the church is coming for the money, and I don't know why I should go and sweat and bring my money to the church. Doesn't do any work. The money that we have gone to struggle to get. You just want to come and say one or two things, then we bring it to you. <laughs> oh, when you pay your tithe, you are declaring that God is the keeper of your life. God is the sustainer of your life. And when you get your 100%, whatever it is, you are expected to bring a portion and say, God has blessed me. God gave this to me. God honored me. God gave me life. 
God gave me the intelligence. God gave me the idea. God gave me the strength. God gave me the know-how. God is the one who opened the door. He gave me the connection. It is God who arranged everything. And then you give him appropriate thanks by saying here. That's why he says of what you have, bring a tenth, one tenth of it. There are different types of tithe. We won't go into that. But just the simple concept of the tithe that something that you have done Take 10% of it and give to the Lord. And also money in the No problem. One day you'll be going, uh, you see that your hair has finished. Yes. Even you, when somebody owes you and you know that he has gone to buy a dress or he's bought something, you hold the dress and, uh, and joss him upwards and say, bring my money. You haven't paid my money and you are, you are using it to buy something. You you just him proper and lift him up till he has paid everything that he owes. You have not paid my money. You bought a car. Bring the car. Yes. Recently, a woman said somebody owes him and the person has bought a car. He said, I will not dash it to you. I will collect it. Now, a human being, eh? Who even can see that you have used his money to buy something is coming for it. Do you think that God is not more powerful than a human being and can collect the hair that you have bought? The Brazilian hair, the Peruvian hair, the, 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 the bone straight hair. Yes. One day you'll be there, you see that you'll be going to life and from and from a strong wind will blow. Then you'll be going now. Shim! The wig will, will fly in the air and will go into the gutter. It is the Lord's. So, what did Joshua do? What did Joshua do? Joshua, let's read on verse. What are we on? Verse what? Verse 12. Verse 12. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. Verse 13. Up. Sanctify the people. This is a call that must come to all of us. Sanctify the people. And say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. If there is tithing in your house, it's time to sanctify yourself and sanctify yourself from their casting. I'm telling you. Thou canst not stand before. In the morning therefore bring all the people according to their tribes. Listen very carefully. Oh. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord shall take. Uh, 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 take shall come according to the family. So tribe then families. So they'll, they'll do tribe of Judah. Tribe of uh, God. Naphtali. Asher. And so on, Reuben, Simeon, and all of them. Then they'll take maybe Simeon's tribe. Okay. So they said that the one the tribe is taken, then they will now go by the families within that tribe. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. Yes. You see, I want you to see how serious it is for Christians to be toying and playing around with paying tight and giving offerings. The one you can say, oh, this is our year of increase. I'm going to increase by the grace of God. And then you are holding things that belong to God. 
You am coming. And the household, listen, oh, which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. So when they come to the households, compound house, they say, hey, Osumasi, <laughs> who is in this? It has caught the people in this particular area, the house. Then he says, and it shall come to pass. He that is taken with the accursing shall be burnt with fire. Yes. Burnt with fire. Because he had transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he had wrought folly in Israel. Verse 15. So Joshua rose up in the early in the morning. So, so for, let us rise up early in the morning. Yes. And let us go through our tribe. Our whole of our church. Eh? And go tribe by tribe. Maybe choir by choir. Instrumentalist by instrumentalist. Yes. Session, I mean, uh, uh, cell by cell. Yes. And the tribe that the Lord shall take shall come by family. And, the, and they took the family of Zahites. They took Judah first. And Judah, they took the Zahites. And he brought the family of the Zahites man by man. And, and Zabdi was taken. And then they took the house of Zabdi man by man. And Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah was taken. And they stoned him and they burned him. Do you know what he said when they called him? Verse 20, read on, read on. He said, Joshua said, my son, what have you done? Achan said, uh, Achan answered Joshua, I, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord. And some of you have sinned against the Lord. Because you are strong today, you don't feel like paying time. And when you are strong and you are breathing, you don't find it necessary. Yes. So when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So they went and fetched everything out and they stoned him with all his children, his wife, some of you, there are some untold difficulties in the family because of how you don't pay time. Don't look down, look up, I'm talking to you. It's nice to come for flaming altars and just say that, Eradie, Mabao, so don't let me go empty handed. After you have taken his title, he shouldn't let you go empty handed. And you find instrumentalists, they don't pay tithe. Including the ones who come from my church. Now, we must go tribe by tribe. Yes. Let's look among the choir members. One man by man. Do you pay tithe? Do you pay tithe? How much is your salary? How much do you pay? Pay We must go line by line. Yes. Yes. People are criticizing us all the time that pastors are just, they don't just chopping money and so on. Every day they are driving big, big cars and so on. I'm telling you that just a few pastors that they are talking about, most church people and pastors are suffering 
If you're a pastor, you don't find your own connections, how to survive and build things you want to build and so on. Depend on these Christians. Oh. They'll look at you like this. They'll use their tie to do wedding. Yes. They use their tie to do funerals. They are sitting here nicely dressed with quiet uniform. Everything tight. The uniform they are wearing is tight. Oh, Instead of paying two hundred, they'll just put twenty Ghana cities, fifty Ghana. Put it in as if God doesn't know mathematics. We cry arithmetic, not mathematics. You come and sit here alone. When we come, man, you see, the Bible says they brought them out man by man. You see, it's easy to say the whole tithe, we pay tithe. If I were you, I would have run away and come this way. It's easy to say the whole church pays tithe. But when you enter man, hey, madam, are you going with your bag? Uh, 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 and the brother, where is he going? Because we are calling man by man, you are going out. Uh, they brought them. Zabdi was taken. Yes, Zabdi's house. Zahites. Zabdi. Not knowing that the son of Zabdi called Achan is the one who are taking what belongs to God. He has mixed it with. Oh, we are folding your dresses. As you fold one, two, Three, the third one, Yankopon. Kaftans are and a water. Expensive kaftans that you have bought. Phone. Look at the phone you are using. Expensive latest iPhone 13. Pro Max. Not knowing that it is the tithe. The money that God has consecrated and has said, don't touch it. Because when you touch it, you see, you may be laughing, but when you touch it, you have touched the accursed thing. You have touched the accursed thing. So all tithers, real well-meaning Christians who pay tithe, they recognize this fact that this thing there, so me, if you dash me money, oh, one, one over ten. God, God, I, mean, I like math. So one over ten. No calculation. I just one over ten. Shum, into another envelope and put aside. Before then, the ninety percent, no dear. So, you see, <laughs> God, God, that one. You see, one of the reasons God established the tithe is so that you can, you can enjoy the ninety percent freely. Freely, even that one crown with offerings and other things, so that God can remember you. Yes, in Genesis 8:22, the Bible says that as long as the earth remaineth, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and summer and winter, and cold and heat, eh? and day and night shall not cease. 
You see, seed time and harvest shall not cease. You can be believing God for increase, but if you have not planted seeds, you shouldn't expect harvest. So let me give you... Yes. Because... We are expecting increase, financial, um, even when we say increase, you don't think of increase in the church members, so, like church growth. You think of financial. How many generally think of financial increase? If you are a good Christian, please say the truth eh? before you add that one too to the tithe that you have not paid. Yes. When we say increase, we are all expecting increase, and I'm expecting bumper harvest. You don't believe it. My church, my whole church, the whole of our UD churches worldwide, our theme for the year is seed time and harvest. Wow. Yes. Our year of seed time and harvest. So this year, no, I'm also expecting mighty harvest for my seeds. And God has established it that it's, a, it's an unbroken, unbreakable covenant that seed time and harvest shall not cease. Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth. Huh. And so what, what it means is that if you also sow nothing, you reap what you have sown, which is nothing. Is that not so? You reap what? Ah. When we were in secondary school, we used to have a, 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 a motto. That NC, NC. Have you heard that thing before? NCNC meant what? No contribution. And contribution means what? When we are going to eat, somebody brings Gary, somebody brings what? Yeah? Shito or sugar, depending on which type of soakings you are going to do. If it's, if it's solid or heavy, eh? or gap, Gary and pepper. Eh? Then somebody will bring Gary, somebody will bring pepper. You were walking around. You didn't bring anything. Then you just shout, hey, I sent something. I smell, fee for fee for. I smell, I smell something. I smell some shit in the air. Is there something? In my school, they used to say, a ja, a pie. A ja, a pie. It's like something has, has appeared. <laughs> so you didn't bring, even water you didn't bring. Then you want to come and bring your spoon. So you see people be saying, no, NC, NC. You didn't bring anything, you know, go chop. In the same way, spiritually, you know they plant anything. With a gift tithe, you, you hold your own back. With a gift offering, you know they gave. Yes. With a lift our tithe cast, are you there? They lift your empty hand. <laughs> Where you did the church, you know one pay tithe. You make your face like somebody where you tear up. Yes. Am I preaching well or something? You will be like, say, your eye tear you. So if they talk, say, for your breath underway, they talk, say, me, I don't make full way. I go go give my money away, the, the church go chop. So me, the thing where they talk tight, you know, me, I don't give her more. Ah. Where you did the church, you they see the pastor, you get some nice. Uh, boo-boos and things, then he they wear nice caftans, then shoe, checking wife services, the woman, he they sports. Where they get money? Even where they suffer. Wow, for take my money, go give them. 
They get money where me, I don't get money. Then me to where my, my salary come. You won't make I take 10% song. I know craze. Oh, you know craze, eh? Okay, be there. When spiritually they are calling for the reapers and they are calling for the harvesters and they are sending the, the reaping angels, go forth and send harvest here and send the sheaves here and send it here. You didn't bring anything. They can't find anything on your ground. You can't find anything. So, I don't know if my time Christ finishing so but I'm sure that you are understanding what I'm preaching so it's, it's good yes <laughs> I beg you some people go home I tell you. <laughs> you can stay here after but <laughs> even me I'll go home <laughs> but thank you for encouraging us thank you So, let me just put it in perspective. Non-tithers become poor because they have nothing to reap. Nothing to harvest. Yes. Hosea 8, 7 says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stock. <laughs> it hath no stock. The bad shall yield no meat. If so be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. <laughs> you have sown the wind. When we were sowing corn, you were sowing the wind. You also get whirlwind. <sighs> With whistling winds. Yes. So you see that your hand is full of air. Air. What do you say? How, where, where, oh, what did you get? You got air. Plenty air in your hand. Because you are an air sower. <laughs> yes. Planters of air and sowers of air. I tear people. Yeah. They look us where we they do the ministry. Just they look us with some one eye. They say, hey. <coughs> they say we for pledge. The church, they collect our money. Now, I broke safe. You see, when you talk like that, eh, you are talking like someone who, 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 who sows air. The unbeliever Cornelius, he was not born again. No. But he, he caught a principle that he gives to people. He gives freely to poor people. And you see, there are many things. You give to poor people is one of the things that God really looks at. Yeah give to poor people. God likes you, pa. He really enjoys it. So he sees you as a special person. Then he used to pray. But he, his prayer cry, what was it about? He didn't know how to really pray, but he was praying. Oh God, you see, a lot of people who don't believe, they are not born again. They don't know, give your life to Christ. It's like, okay, I give your life to Jesus. Come into my heart. If you go for crusade, they'll give their life to Christ. Ah, they don't understand what is going on. But the, all they, they think is that God have mercy on me. That's their main prayer. So I'm sure he was praying every day. He prayed every day. Even Christians, many of us don't pray every day. Then an angel, they were, I don't know whether there was a conference in heaven, and they, they sent an angel to go and visit him. When the angel appeared, an angel appeared, oh, 
And you know what was the condition for his arrival? He said, your prayers and your arms, the giving you have been given, they have ascended to God for a memorial. God remembers givings and offerings that people give. And sometimes you think, when you, even when you give tithes, sometimes it's as if you are not getting anything from it. It's as if you've lost every day when you come. You rather look broke. You are working. You are sweating. Your car doesn't have air condition. You are just sweating, struggling all over the place as if God doesn't see. But when you go sorry, I won't say what I have to say. God is not a man that he should behave in a way that he doesn't remember things. Yes. In Psalm 20, eh, read from verse 1. He says, He says, No, Psalm 20, verse 1, from verse 1. Yeah. He says, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. How many have been in trouble before? Would you like God to hear you? Yeah. God will hear you. Amen. God will hear you. Oh. He says, And in the day of trouble, the name of the God of Jacob defend thee. My God, what a blessing. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. I like verse 3. Verse 3 says, remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Selah. God will remember all your offerings. Don't think God, Bible says in Hebrews 6 and verse 10, he says God is not unrighteous to forget you forget, God doesn't forget. Even when you owe someone, it's as if you, you don't remember. Not of people owe people. After some time, you think that it's a dash. It's like he doesn't remember. You, you, you owe. Five years ago, maybe you 2000, still uh, you are remembering it. Uh, I thought by now you have dashed it. Look. Find protocol so they don't ask you. But anybody you owe, even 200 CDs five years ago, 200 CDs today is still money. It is still a money. Yes. It is a money. And you will forget. Even at a point, you even start speaking in tongues over there. People say, oh, Jabako, Taya, Batoria, Fache, Fache, Ade, Fache, Ade, Fache. Meanwhile, you've had several, 200, several, you can pay the money more than 10 times, but at a point, just forget that I owe you, and then it's like, oh, oh, let's be brethren. Let's flow. But God is not like that. He said, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. When you give, God doesn't forget. He's not, he's, not, he's not unrighteous. He doesn't sin in forgetting what people have done. So, when you pay tithe, it's part of seeds you are sowing. Even it belongs to God, but it's part of the good practice that there is something that belongs to God. I must give it. And when you give it, it's a way of sowing also back to God. Yes also has a blessing in it. So, those who don't sow, who sow air. Do you, are you one of the air sowers? Chief? Jack? Are you one of the air sowers? I'm sure you are not. Number two. Number two. 
non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessings on their lives. And the people who are tithers, they recognize that when you pay tithe, God blesses you. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it. God will pour you out a blessing. A blessing. Hey, this world is full of curses. The curse of Adam is there. (laughs) If you are one of the descendants of Ham, the curse of Ham is also there upon all his descendants. The curse on, I mean, the curse on thieves is also spoken in the Bible that the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. I mean, there are curses. There are curses even that are not your making, but there are curses that are from a father who did it unto the third and the fourth generation. A certain visitation is coming. So there are curses. As we labor in this world, that's why sometimes we struggle. Yes. Nice girl, smooth face, beautiful hair, nice nails, acrylic, French tips, waxed eyebrows. Yes. A thing or two there. And no husband. Sometimes you say, well, polish There are some say that they polish them, polish now. They don't want to polish again because I'm tired. And sometimes it's because there was a mother or a grandmother or a great-grandmother who broke somebody's marriage. Yes. You may not know. And even if you don't know, it's hanging. You need a blessing to counteract it. Oh, yes. Yes. And God says, when you pay your tithe, I will pour you out a blessing. And that blessing is not only monetary. It can be in health. It can be in multiple proposals. Your phone. It's me, James. Another one. It's me, Samson. It's me, Peter. It's only one sister. At the same time, about four or five text messages can come. Each of them is scrambling for your love. And this one is visiting you. This one wants to go to Silver Bed with you. This one wants to go to a Bo White program with you. This one wants to go to Joyful Way program with you. This one wants to go to Flaming Altars with you. And there are some sisters. They have two phones. They have to use one to call the other one before it will ring. God is taking you out of that category in the name of Jesus. He will pour you out a blessing so that some of the hardships, difficult, look at brothers, sweating. When they work here, they have to work here, they leave this one, then they go here. A lot of embezzlement in offices and companies uh, is from brothers. Most ladies don't know how to even do embezzlement. Brothers, your bread. So I came tonight to tell you where that there is a secret power 
in tithing, which great men of God like Oedipo and others have done. I was in a meeting, Ajinasari was preaching in the meeting, and he said, from a certain time, it was 2012, he said he decided from the beginning of that year that he would not take salary from his church. What he was saying is that I wanted to, he, pay, he wants to pay 100% tithe. 100% what? Tithe. Now what? 10% no bread. Bring! I'll pour you a blessing. There is a blessing that counteracts no matter what background problem you have. The blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. Believe God. Don't remove God out of the equation. Small tithe is what connects you. I believe. Bible says that if you have faith, eh, you must show it by works. And tithing is one of the works that I really believe in a God I cannot see, but I believe that he influences my life. And when I, when I have money, I cannot eat all of it. I will give part to the church. I will give the tenth to the church. Yes, whatever the God will do with it, the church will do with it, it's okay. Instead of being there in the church and always calculating, thinking as if you are smarter, you are wiser, you are more clever, you are some smart person who is always dodging. When it's tight time, you don't come. When we, we, we are calling for tight, you are not in the church. You come just after or you, you go outside. When they are praying for people to bring their tight, you are not around. Every day you have some clever way as like you are checking something at the back. You are talking to somebody. You are sending a message somewhere. Every day. So every week you have a, a clever way to dodge the tight. And you have been in the church sometimes eight, eight months. You have not paid tithe. And you you be there. You say that, and uh, I, I'm really believing God increase this year. I am expecting a car. I'm expecting a house. I'm expecting a wife. I'm expecting a pay increase. What do you have now? The blessing, it counters every. Job said, man that is born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. Job 14 verse 1. Yes, Jacob said, and when Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? Jacob said, Pharaoh, said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. The days of my life few. But evil, full of evil, have the days of my life been. And have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Genesis 47 and verse 9. Charlie, trouble day the world inside. Hey. Let us connect ourselves to a blessing, a source of blessing. Amen. Yes. One person was in trouble. A prophetic word was revealed that she had to do something to whatever uh, to, so that God would deliver her from that trouble. There was a revelation she was going to die. Then when she thought about it, oh, let me find an orphanage and go and put some money there. You see, this your one time given is not what we are talking about. Yo. Number three, I want almost ending. Non-tithers become poor because they are 
first. Hmm. Malachi 3.8, he says, ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Wow. You will never be in this category of those who are cursed anymore. Those who pay tithe recognize that, Charlie. That money that has, somebody has given you, 1,000. Instead of taking 100 to give to the Lord. Because sometimes the blessing that came, you are not even expecting it. Then when you have to give 100, it's like, hey, it's a lot. Too. When you get 10,000, Say, wow, what a blessing. Then when you look at 1,000, it's like, oh, let me just give 100. The church will be happy. Maybe even 200. They'll be okay, Christ. Okay, it's enough for the church. What would they use 1,000 for? You cry, when you take 1,000 to the market, you say it's not enough. But when you bring it to church, it's too much for the church. How can the same figure have two different values? It's like it's too little for you, but it's too much for the church. You are delivered in Jesus' name. Number four, non-tithers become poor because divorces constantly eat their wealth. Divorces. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You see, Malachi 3.11. We are still in Malachi. He says, you have robbed me. Why? In tithes and offerings. Do you see? When you recognize that the tithe belongs to God, once you have it, you are a thief. There are a lot of thieves in the church. And we are praying over them to be blessed. And God who says that if you don't bring the tithe, when you bring it, eh, because every tither knows that it is God who rebukes divorces. Yes. One of the greatest blessings of life is to have divorces out of your life. Divorces are what? Things that eat away your increase. I mean, I heard the other day somebody saying that he was sick uh, he says somebody says he's, uh, he's paralyzed or whatever and he's not paralyzed he was sick and he went to a hospital abroad and he paid 280 something thousand dollars or say euros for, for his hospital bills and I say hey and if you have money 280 thousand dollars you go and give it to somebody because of a sickness that is on you that's a devourer it has eaten away your increase because that money could have been used for something better for yourself and for your children. Then your tap has leaked. Then you have to go and bring a plumber. Then you have to go and bring a mason. Then the, the light bulb is bent. Yes. Then the car battery will not spark. So you see that small money that you have budgeted, I'm going to buy this, buy this. You have to buy battery. You have to buy car light. <laughs> then the policeman stops. He says, hey, one light is off. <laughs> then he will, he, will, he, will, he will turn his face. <laughs> Bring your license. Bring your license. Then when you get, he gets the license. Your license is even expired. Sir, <laughs> so it's not expired. Where is it? (laughs) 
that morning, you see that 100 Ghana policemen, they call. They are all devourers. They are eating away. You see, people are making you turn, you turn, you turn. The man stops you. Park your car, park your car, park your car. Divorce. They are eating away. They are eating away. Your hairdresser is doing your hair now. Four. Three minutes two. So now you have to do weave on or go and do buy extension to extend your hair. Divorce. Sometimes your prosperity is not because you don't have money, but the divorce are a lot. Yes. Divorce are a lot. So you need a supernatural power who works behind the scenes and blocks off all these divorces, all of them that are coming. I mean, one hospital bill, 2,500. Drugs, 3,200. Hey! 5,000 cities gone! That's why you don't know what God is doing for you. That you are contending, I'm a titan. You are in this church, you have been a member for years. You don't have a tight. Do you have used tight cards here? Or envelopes? Tight card. Yes. Your tight card is empty. All of 2020. Pandemic, pandemic. But we were in the pandemic. You went to Dubai and you came home. With your family. You have been to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, aqua safari with your family. You so say they were doing some discount, and so discount. The discount was how much? What you paid is still a lot. You could have paid your tithe with it, but you wouldn't do it. But you take your family, you go out, you do this. The, I mean, in the church, we, we are building. Oh, we have not finished. We shouldn't be here next year by this time. Yeah, next year by this time, we should not be here. Be in our own church. Is that not so? And God needs your tithe so that he can work in his house and help his people. Yes. Then you bring your tithe now to one. Why you have a nimu say? And your pot belly too is coming. I'm not saying you don't pay tithe, but I'm just, I'm just saying something. Just saying something. One of the greatest blessings is for God to rebuke the divorce. Hey, stop it. Don't go there. Don't go there. That's my son. Now rebuke the divorce for your sake. Yes. You are descending the stairs from your office. You are well, oh. Your shoulder dislocated your knee dislocated you see what I'm saying is that you need that's why I said he will give his angels charge over you he will give his angels charge over you so that instead of I mean tripping and getting a bill you are to be circle you are going now then a bobo 
abobo yao. Hey, na bush. He has scraped your side, all the two doors. Then when you see the guy who is driving the abobo yatu, a man of straw, going to throw bola away. <laughs> How will he repair the door? Huh? You're going to you repair the door. I will never let you go free. <laughs> I'm sorry. If my master hears, he will suck me. I'm finished. Eh? Eh, oh, oh, don't have eyes. Don't you have eyes? No, you can rant for all you care. He will never be able to pay. You got to go and repair your own car. Divorce. But that's what God, by his supernatural angel, will protect you from such mishaps. Deliver you from it. So, this who have this one they understand no they are divorced in life it's not only how much you earn but it's how many divorces can be rebuked on your behalf it's not how much you earn that's why a lot of millionaires basketball players they all become poppers google it on the internet all major basketball players footballers Mike Tyson she yes nothing you want to go that way? You can have a lot of money, but you will end up zero because the divorces have multiplied. The Bible says when goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. You finance a useless funeral, you'll be surprised. So God says, Bring all the tithe into the house. Then I will rebuke. I, God, will rebuke. Not you. Oh, my God. Every devourer in my life. He said, I will rebuke the devourer. You don't even know the devourers. You, you just be calling names in the air that are not in existence. But he knows what is coming. He can, you can be at a junction waiting for your trotro and somebody who has, his break has failed is coming in your direction. Only supernatural, the power of God can deliver you from that position. Yes. Have I given you enough or you want one more? Oh. We are going home, I tell you. I'm, I'm telling you guys, park the car, we are going home. <laughs> <laughs> number five non-tithers become poor because the fruits of their fields are constantly destroyed so in Malachi 3.11 he says I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground beautiful senseless loss of what you have gained through wastage, careless management, neglect, fire, accidents, riots, stealing. See somebody has a nice business. Every day the workers are taking, it's like, they didn't, they didn't buy anything at all. But they bought, he has gone and bought back 
what they bought. And fit. so in your own shop, somebody is doing his business. And you, you have gone to build a shop or your house, then somebody is lighting a candle. You see, or he's going to town, has forgotten to turn off the air condition and it catches fire. By the time you come, your life savings is on the ground. None of this can, will happen to you when you stand strong and connect yourself to the one who can rebuke devourers and destroyers in your life. The last one. <laughs> Please, when you finish, I'll give you some five more points that you can, you can meditate on and stay here. Stay behind. <laughs> Non-tithers become poor because they lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest. Malachi 3.11, he says, and he, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. God is going to bless you. Amen. Yes. The Bible calls something the law of failed harvest. If you are a, a non-tither, you are cursed with the law of failed harvest. It's like when your fruit is going to bring, the fruit dies before the time. I heard a man of God pray for his people. He said, may every evil seed you have planted, may it be turned into boiled seeds. Boiled seeds. So it's like a non-tither. When you plant even a seed, eh, it's as if it is boiled seeds. So it never really yields a harvest. God is saving you from all these things. I said, God is what? Saving you from all these things. You will never be categorized in this group that you are a non-tither. You will be a strong tither. I say you will be a strong tither. God rebuke the devourer for your sake. In the mighty name of Jesus. In conclusion, Nehemiah chapter 13. The Bible says from verse 7, And, and I came to Jerusalem and understood of the evil that Eliashib did for Tobiah in preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And it grieved me sore, therefore I cast forth all the household staff Tobiah, of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then I commanded and they cleansed the chambers. And Peter brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meat offering and the frankincense. Verse 10. And I perceived that the, ups, the portions of the Levites had not been given them. For the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to his field. Then contended I with the rulers and said, why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine and the oil unto the treasuries. And I made treasures over the treasuries. Shalimiah the priest and Zadok the scribe and of the Levites, Pediah, and next to them Haran, Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, for they were counted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. 
Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. What a blessing. Wow. He contended. That's why I'm contending today. Let us bring, we must find Shelemiah's in the church and Hanan's. Yes, and Pedias, who will be in charge of the tithing to check all choristers who don't pay tithe and all prayer warriors who are just screaming without paying tithe and all ashes. We must have Shelemiah, uh, who are the people? Pediah, Hanan. These were the people who have counted faithful so that we put them in charge of the tithing. So that the priest, everyone has fled to his field. The Levites are supposed to receive the tithe and use it in the church. But because people don't pay tithe, the Levites are now in the field. They are farmers. The Levites are not supposed to farm. The farmers, the other tribes are supposed to farm and bring the tithe so that the Levites can do the service of the house of God. But now all of them, that's why we have pastors who are lab technicians and doctors. Yes. And businessmen have become pastors. They are fled to the field. Preaching no. must not be involved in this type of uh, the real ministry is full time ministry and dedication to the Lord there's so much to do after 9 to 5 8 to 5 for baby and son and you have a ministry through traffic by the time I be do I am lame when the apostles saw that when they saw that they had come under pressure yes of serving tables and doing distributions and so on they said this is not right yes Acts chapter 6 so it's not good that we should leave the word of God and come and serve tables it's not the right thing for a pastor or just salary and San was about church, because the people don't bring the tithe. That's the simple gospel truth. If you take the whole church of maybe 200 people, you see that maybe 22 will pay tithe. You won't bring. See, I contended. Eh? Nehemiah said, I contended with the people. Eh? And said, why should it be that the Levites are now farmers? And they are now, everyone has bought a field and is farming corn and everything. Otherwise, don't get anything to eat. It is our duty as members to bring the tithe so that our pastors will not have to do other work. Yes. Why is the guy? Nehemiah 13 verse 10. See, I contended with Nehemiah 13 10. Where is the guy? Father, bring the guy. Father, in the name of Jesus. It's very good. I perceive that the portions of the Levites have not been given them. For the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to the field. To his field. Then contended I, verse 11, then contended I with the rulers and said, why is the house of God forsaken? Why have you forsaken the house of God? 
Why have you forsaken the place that God dwells and where his people gather and where his servants are serving him? Why have you forsaken it? I contended and I gathered them together and set them in their place. All Levites, come and be in your place. I should tell Pastor Prince, come and be in your place. Come and be in the ministry. Come into the office. Come and supervise. See the, to the work that is the building of the church. And hurry it up because the work can go faster when you are on the field. But he has to go somewhere and work and come back. <laughs> and wear lab coats. <laughs> yes. No soft or bottom circus here. Reverend Philip, please come forward. Come forward. Yes. That's one of my assistants also. And a very good friend to Pastor Prince. Beautiful. Yes. Man of God. Now, Oshelab coat. Now. Some of you go and be saying, hey, Pastor. Hey, I like your overall. <laughs> Let's contend with the church. And don't be angry when they call you Mr. Kwame Ajekum. Excuse me, Mr. Kwame Ajekum. I am Shalimaya. This is Pedaya and Hanan. We are in charge of tithing in the church. So we have come. We have brought every man, man by man, family by family, tribe by tribe. <laughs> and we are contending with them to pay the tithe. Beautiful. Yes. He said, I want to sing in the church. You, you will sing, you will pay tithe too. You will sing and pay tithe. Don't say, hey, the church, the transport they give me for praying instrument is not a lot. So tithe, transport. Hey! Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. He says, so I contended with them. As he said, the tithe was to be brought into the treasuries. I made treasuries over the treasuries. Shalimar the priest, Zedok the scribe, and, the, the, uh, of, and of the Levites, Pediah. Next to them was Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah. This was so Shalimiah, Zedok, uh, Pediah, and then uh, Hanan. These were faithful. People who not steal the tithe also. We are in charge now. Only in Crawford, she said, "Oh, the two two months. I'm here no twelve months. I'm another. What the one month I'm me. It's like now you have now become a businessman in the church. And they brought all the tithes and they set the Levites in their place. How beautiful it is when the Levites are set in their place. The ministers are working and they are looked after by the church. Yes. Not a gift. Don't thank you for your gift. Thank you for your fuel card for one month. Thank you for pure water for the next of the year, the rest of the year. But your tithe must be brought into the storehouse of the church. And then allow the ministers to decide how to manage it. And that one is not your place. Brothers and sisters, this is what time will allow us. Until next time when we come your way, eh, this has been your regular host. <laughs> and do you have months listed? Does it have a column for months and then signature or something? Do you indicate amounts to? Eh? Yes. January you must pay. 
February you must pay. Last year we didn't monitor. So you paid January, February, you didn't pay March, April, May, June. Then July you gave half. Intending to give the other half in August. You didn't pay August, September, October, November. When you got your 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 bonus. Yes, you didn't pay tight on it. That one there is the company that dashed me. But you are changing from today. There is great harvest awaiting all of us. There is great increase awaiting every one of us. Let us connect to the source of life and the source of all increase. In second, First Samuel 12, 6, he says, It is the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron. It is the Lord who advanced Moses and Aaron. God will advance you. God will advance you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hand. Father, thanks a million for the opportunity to look into the perfect law of liberty. We pray for the grace to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for everyone here for whom tight pay was a challenge. I pray for the grace to be faithful. Faithful in all that you give to us. That more blessings shall come upon us and shall overtake us by the power of God and by the supernatural movement of angels. We thank you. You love us, so you will bless us. You love us, so you will increase us. You love us, so you will advance us. We thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands. Wherever you are, somebody invited you here, but the greatest gift of your life is not even your money. It is your very life. Jesus, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son. He didn't just give us money. He didn't just give us gold or silver. But he gave us something more precious than gold. Something more than gold. Something more than silver. It is the precious son of God. Jesus the resurrected. And today, if you love God, if you want to go far with God, give him your heart. Give him your life. Tell him, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to give you my life. I want to be born again. If you are here today like that, lift up your right hand so I can pray with you. Lift up your... Anybody here, God bless you. Somebody invited you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless If you have lifted your hand, come to me right in front here. And I want us all to pray this prayer together. Come to me right in front here. Maybe you are a Christian, but you are not a serious Christian. You can also rededicate your life tonight. God bless you. Lift up your hands. Let's all lift our hands together and pray. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Follow my pastor here. God bless you. Oh, clap your hands. Celebrate the Lord. Clap your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Fantastic. Place your hand on your heart. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for everyone who heard my word, confirm your word with signs following. Every word that was spoken, 
every scripture, every verse. Let it be activated in their lives. As they move in obedience to your word, show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. We love you all. message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.